Hello and welcome to The Table, the podcast. I'm your host, Jamelia, and this is a live recording of my online talk show, The Table. In today's episode, we discuss our various experiences within the media industry. Taking their seats at the table are parliamentary researcher and writer, Zainab Asanramu, award-winning journalist, broadcaster and educator, Marvarine Cole, an internationally award-winning indie film writer and producer, Ms. Sheila Nortley. Ain't nothing about my silence, golden, golden, I'm gonna let it out. Hi, I'm Jamelia and welcome to the table. Now today I am joined by three amazing black women. Hey ladies! <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to have you all here today and um, yeah, welcome to the table. So before the show, I asked you all to bring something to the table. Zainab, what did you bring right. for me today? Um, so I brought a book, um, uh-huh. Things Fall Apart by Chimua Achebe. Uh-huh. And um, the reason why I brought this book is because I'm a book geek. Okay. I have always loved reading books um, since I was really young. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously when I was younger, I didn't really see myself represented okay. in the books that I was reading. So lots of the Jacqueline Wilsons, Roald Dahl, mm. amazing books, you know, yeah. love them. But I didn't see anyone that looked like me of who came course. from where I came from, you know. Um, and so I bought that book to just basically talk about the lack of diversity in literature and how far we've come, mm-hmm. but also to kind of segue into the fact that there are gaps yeah. in literature where we, we shaped sizes, mm-hmm. um, yeah. we shaped gaps, sorry. And um, mm-hmm. to segue into the fact that I'm working with a, a bunch of young people who are also doing that kind of work, um, okay. the Advocacy Academy, okay. they're a South um, London youth-based social justice fellowship, oh. and they are enthusiastic passionate young people who are really trying to change the world that they live in um, focusing on issues that affect them the most Mm -hmm. and the particular group I'm working with a bunch of young people who are working to decolonize the curriculum specifically history so I thought you know I had gaps in literature when I was growing up and here a group of badass (laughs) young people (laughs) who are trying to like make sure that schools are teaching colonization properly and filling in the gaps in our education system so that's why I brought that particular book and obviously the link to colonization and Africa and Britain obviously (laughs) incredible my husband's actually reading that book at the moment and he's yeah he was like it's amazing (laughs) I'll I'll borrow it next (laughs) Marverine what have you brought to the table well, I bought um, they're probably a little bit raggedy, but it's my favourite over-ear headphones okay. because um, when I used to travel a lot working in, down in London, mm-hmm. um, I would listen to radio documentaries um, and podcasts, and I'm a, a radio fiend. Like starting out in the media, I was yeah. obsessed with radio. I used to listen yeah. to local radio all the time and imagine like being part of it. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, I love making radio docu- documentaries now. Yeah. Um, and I love making podcasts now. And we, we actually listen to about 6.3 million hours of podcasts a week. Wow. What? Seriously, wow. yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, um, do the rest of us listen to podcasts? I do. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, I don't yeah. yet, no? but I'm, I'm, I'm interested in starting you to do this. It to. sounds like a big movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big movement. Mm. And something like, because I'm a bit of a data nerd, so yeah. excuse me, 45% of people listen to uh-huh. podcasts on their headphones. Oh, okay. um, and 92% of us listen to them alone so the experience of kind of mm. hearing people's yeah. stories yeah. Um, and like captivating audio in their ears is a big thing um, and the link to that is I've just set up a content creation company called Raging Brom to yeah. make podcasts <laughs> thank you it's myself and my husband and we um, we used to make podcasts like 10 years ago mm. and I um, did one a couple of years ago but I'm relaunching mm. one called Fabulous Woman okay. um, and search for new content new voices because yeah. all that vo- voices need to be heard yeah, right absolutely. so yeah. that's the headphone story yeah. oh no that's incredible <laughs> And Sheila, what have you brought to the table? Today I brought to the table some children's toys. Okay. Um, obviously we were asked to bring something that's special to us yeah. and I couldn't even begin to articulate how special my children are to me, Aww. you know, like <laughs> they are the, in, the incentive behind everything I do mm-hmm. and they gave me a new drive, they gave me a new identity, they gave me a new understanding of love really. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like, especially as women in the media, you know, we're seen as like, yeah, very powerful and very strong and we're always doing stuff and, and people yeah. only see like, the highlight reel and stuff like that. Yeah. But right. there is something happening behind closed doors which mm. motivates us and inspires mm-hmm. us. So and for true. me, that's my little boy and my little girl. Aww. <laughs> That's lovely. That's lovely. So as you mentioned, Sheila, we are here today to talk about media. Um, And honestly, it wasn't about a particular area. 
Um, I think, you know, we hear about the unfair representation. We hear about the, you know, the horror stories that a lot of particularly black people go through um, in terms of being involved in the media. Um, but the reason why I brought yourselves together is because I feel that it's it's about much more than just those that who are in front of the camera. Or um, So, Sheila, you're a filmmaker. Yeah. Marverine, you are. I mean, you are. You're. So you're what they call a slasher because you're a journalist oh, yeah. slash, you know, teacher yeah. slash podcast maker. <laughs> but but it's, it's in, you know it's it's something to be really proud of, mm. you know. And and you are involved in media in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zainab, right? You are. Although you are a parliamentary, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm <laughs> a parliamentary researcher, Perfect, yeah. but you are involved and you embed yourself in the media where well, you have to yeah, yeah. um the point of view that you're coming from i found extremely interesting particularly mm. after an article that you wrote and it was kind of observing how media mm. affects policy and legislation mm. and so coming from those different angles mm. my story i think has been heard a million times or oh, they've represented me unfairly in the media and for me i kind of think well what can we do about it mm. and you are all in positions to me of power and i think it's very important to hear i don't know solutions i want you to solve the problem (laughs) (laughs) but but, you know and just for me it's very important that this work is done because we do need things to change as black Mm. people involved in the media Mm. i feel that the most important people are those behind the scenes and those making decisions um I'm going to put you all on the spot, but how do you feel that responsibility? Do you feel that power? (laughs) Do you understand (laughs) how important Um, you are to us? It's, uh, I'll start if that's okay. Um, So it's really interesting because I'm somebody who has always been really frightened to put myself out there Mm. um, and be known. I have very Mm. strong opinions. I have a human rights background. Mm. (laughs) I'm now in politics, so, you know, Mm. very opinionated. But sometimes you want your opinion to stay to yourself (laughs) or to the people that are around you. But Mm. in light of the fact that we do have a new government, it's very right-leaning, you know, with people who have said Mm. incredibly racist and problematic things, I felt like it was my responsibility. Well, yes, it was my responsibility to tell that story. And the article that you were referring to was talking about stop and search Mm -hmm. and the fact that Boris Johnson's government decided that they want to increase it and bring in 10,000 more police officers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got a big drive on punishment and not rehabilitation and care and all of this sort of stuff. Um, And so I was really apprehensive to write the article Mm because I thought, oh, God, I'm a black woman, I'm about to write an article, it's going to be my first article, and I'm mm. going to tackle Stop and Search, <laughs> and how it <laughs> okay. detrimentally yeah. impacts yeah. Black, yeah. black communities. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I had really amazing women around me that were like, you have to say this. Your vo- yeah. The fact that you are a black woman and that you feel the sensitivities about yeah. it, your voice is needed in the so media important. to tell this story, because actually it's not about, oh, gangs and violence, it's about mm-hmm. how it affects people and exactly. how, you know, you can have politicians in parliament saying things like, well, yes, black people should be stopped more because they commit the most murders or, you know, they're, they're the most problematic and all of this sort of stuff. Um, looking at you, Philip Davies. And I heard that and I just thought, no, that is not the narrative that needs to be out there. Mm-hmm. We need to be talking about what the root causes of these issues are and actually put it in a, in a succinct way. So it was my first foray in the media mm. um, and writing an article, but mm. yeah, so, yeah. But it was important for me to tell yeah. that story because well, no well, one else was telling it. It is, and I think, I think what's most important about that is that that article counteracts other articles yeah. that are being written yeah, yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, and absolutely. these articles, um, these articles yeah. are why we end up with, you know, policies being pushed through so easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. 10,000 more yeah. people on the street, police on the streets, yeah. and it's because they have basically made it made it out to be fact, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know, as journalists yeah. and, yeah, you know, yeah. the agenda in the papers and stuff like that, and yeah. it's just kind of like, I mean, is it likely that we could, that we can not infiltrate, but that we can actually Absolutely. gain power within you know, I, I don't know, with, within journalism or mm, within media, I like, can we actually the, gain power? With the way that things are going now in terms of social media and yeah. some of that, there's a, a huge change and a huge shift, I think, in the power dynamic. Yeah. So before, I think, you know, it was very industry-led in terms of this is the dominant culture, this is what yeah. we believe, and people on the periphery can kind of go on marches if you want to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah. we're creating content. Yes. Yes. I mean, um, yeah. we are buying cameras, training ourselves, yeah. getting trained, educating ourselves, right. and able to 
create that space and oh, our voice right, is right. so needed and so valued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose for me it's a case of understanding if we're going to claim that space and have that voice, mm -hmm. making sure that it is authentic yeah. because yeah. our voices can be heard and put out there. But then, like we discussed earlier, people want to shape and mould how the black female voice sounds. And right. it needs to sound like this yeah. and it right, needs to right, sound right. feisty and have yeah. a lot of attitude. Yeah. And you've got to move your neck around yeah. it. it can't be, well, as we were discussing earlier, and this is one of my pet peeves, mm. it cannot be vulnerable, it cannot be gentle, it cannot be soft, exactly. it has to be... Um, a loud and aggressive voice and mm. that's not necessarily who we are yeah. Yeah. we're not a monolith yeah. so yeah. for me right. it's one thing to own the voice mm. and it's another thing to i suppose um determine for oneself yeah. how they, how you want to express right. it mm. do you yeah. know what i mean yeah. so, so mm. it's a fine line that we're treading. So do you do you think that we we gain those voices by having ownership like is that do, 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 yeah. do you think that's the only way we can we can you know mold our narratives to serve us I think it's twofold. Sheila, what you were talking about around us not being um, portrayed as vulnerable or, mm. um, you know, that ha have emotions and that need to, to talk. There's always that kind of sassy, strong, independent yeah, woman yeah, stereotype yeah. Mm. that feeds into the documentary I made for Radio 4, Black Girls Don't Cry, mm. looking at black women's experiences of mental illness. Yeah. It's a documentary that's close to my, very close to my heart. I've experienced mm. depression in the past yeah, with the two amazing women who were part of that documentary, I couldn't have made without them mm -hmm. expressing their experiences. But what's, what I find really interesting about that mm -hmm. whole project is 10 years ago as a journalist, or even you know, 20, 30 years yeah. ago when I was starting out, mm -hmm. I could never imagine mm -hmm. that the powers that be that commission programs would ever have commissioned that, mm -hmm. right? So we're in, a, we're in a space, I feel, where there is a willingness among mainstream media to um, hear our narratives, mm -hmm. um, a wider range of narratives from all, all manner of people, all yeah. manner of, of overlooked communities. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt the confidence to pitch that okay. and a confidence mm -hmm. in my own experience. And I think a lot of black journalists out there are feeling that now, yeah. um, whether they are in mainstream media with right. big broadcasters and, mm -hmm. and news organisations or whether they are solo creators, mm -hmm. there's a, a, a willingness but to a point, yeah. okay? There's <laughs> right. a wall, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's of a barrier. Right. Of course. And you only have to look at some of the incidents that have happened around um, what presenters can or can't say in the right. BBC, etc. Yeah. Right? Right, right? Lots right. of storms, lots of rows. Um, there's a barrier. Mm. And um, when you hit that barrier, and I, and I know lots of people who've hit that barrier mm -hmm. in, in mainstream news organisations yeah. as journalists or creators, they go, okay, so we need to create our own. Yeah. We need to create our own. Yeah. Um, so I'm a kind of person of we, we you do need to kind of mm. try and break down or get through that wall mm. within the big big companies, but also go and create your own. You know, get those narratives, find that new talent, right. yeah. um, make that content, right. um, and build your own. Mm. Um, I'm a, What's interesting as well is that yeah. a lot of the mainstream media, they, they do tend to look at YouTube and things like that. Now they yeah. want to see what's trending, they right, want to right, see right. what young people are talking about and then they offer these commissions. So there's um there's an incident where there was um, a web series mm -hmm. um, about, a, um, I can just mention the yeah, name. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. So Brothers Within the Game oh, yeah. 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 And, and so on. And they had, um, you know, four young men who just kind of graduated and they were looking for love and it was just yeah. these quirky black guys looking yeah. for love and yeah. so on. Great series. It was a great series. Yeah. Yeah. Really following. Really they were, it was going to get commissioned and then there was an issue with um, having too many black couples on there, you know, and it not being realistic enough. And the guys who wrote it said, what? yeah, the guys who wrote it said, <laughs> um, but this is what we've experienced. I said, no, it's not realistic enough. It needs wow. to be a little bit, and, and so on. So, yeah, mm. that's a problem. That's a problem. Really. problem. Yeah, it's not yeah. realistic yeah. enough. Yeah. And it, it just shows the kind of ignorance of right. the fact mm. that Someone is telling you this is this is my story yeah, and saying yeah. no, this doesn't work for me. It's not mm. how I see yeah. it, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, and as I, I always say that everyone can have an opinion. Yeah. Like you can tell me how you see my experience, but yeah. that cannot be the only voice out there. Right, right, right. It, it, it just can't. So, but yeah. that's down to oh, sorry. No, go sorry. On. <laughs> I just wanted to like clarify something because before earlier I'd said that um, there, I didn't see people already writing about stop and search yeah. and stuff. There are of course amazing organisations yeah. and people and journalists yeah. that were writing about yeah. stop and search. It was just my voice yeah. in that yeah. I hadn't heard. Yeah. But, but what's important, you know is, mm. you know, there's nothing wrong with there being multiple voices exactly. saying the same thing because exactly. there are a whole heap of That's multiple so voices, yeah. you know, 100%. spreading propaganda about yeah, yeah, yeah. us. So, yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. when you say multiple voices, as, mm. as I said before, we are not a monolith. So yeah. you mm. might have a different opinion on yeah, Stop yeah, and Search yeah. than I do, and I might have a different yeah. opinion yeah. than you. Yeah. And I, I don't, and I think the thing with being like um, a black 
um, screenwriter or a female mm -hmm. screenwriter or a Muslim screenwriter is sometimes then in, in being that voice you mm -hmm. then are expected to represent a whole demographic. Yeah. Yeah. I can't you represent can't everybody. Yeah. You're going to disagree. So yeah. it's almost like that fine line between being all those things but realizing that we should be able to transcend these labels just right. as our counterparts mm -hmm. do. 100%. You don't have white male journalists having to defend that or say, I am a white male journalist, I represent all white men. <laughs> yeah. So why do we have yeah. to feel that as well? So yeah. but at the same time, there, is, there are responsibilities right. yeah. we have for our community. So yeah. it's just like navigating, yeah. just trying yeah. to find that balance yeah. between being an individual and being part of part something. Of something. Of course. Yes. I yeah. think the issue really is about those gatekeepers who are making the decisions mm. as to who publishes yeah. content, mm -hmm. right? Mm. So the, the owners of content companies, the, the big broadcasters and what have you, news, mm. you know, newspapers, mm -hmm. etc. Yeah. You have to pitch to yeah. get your voice heard yeah. or you have to be chosen to have a mm. column or, right. yeah. um, you know, there's no, there's no kind of surprise that yeah. journalism in itself is still one of the most elite, elite. professions well, yeah. in yeah. the yeah. world, but in this country, you know, the, yeah. the data shows it. 0.4% yeah. um, yeah. of journalists in this country are Muslim, 0.2% black, right, African-Caribbean heritage. Yeah. So crazy. when you see that, the mm. kind of, the decision makers mm. have yeah. a certain view mm. of, um, you know, the, the various black communities that there are, yeah. diaspora that there are, yeah. and if we don't fit into that box of theirs, yeah. they don't want to yeah, hear. I think yeah. that's a huge problem, and I think, you know, um, an experience that I had was going into um, the commissioner of um, this morning, mm. um, I don't care if he's still the commissioner, this is true, <laughs> and um, I went in there and he said, you know, come to me with your ideas. This was a little mm. bit after I was, um, my contract was not renewed for Loose Women. Okay. Can we, anyway, we need to talk we about it. <laughs> we can, yeah, we, we can. can. We can. Oh, but anyway, 60. so I went in and I think... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> 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 um, and I went into him and he, you know, he said, look, mm. listen, we're all a family, come in with right. your ideas. So I went in with my ideas. I was like, I'm really into organisation. Um, you know, I've got these charts at home. And I, I, my list was so long. Mm. My list was as long as my arm. I was like, you know, I've, um, I also make my own hair products. Mm -hmm. I could show people how to make hair products. Um, I, um, I told him that I make my own, um, like, uh, shampoo. I told him I make my own cleaning products yeah. and stuff like that. So mm. I went there with a list of yeah. very, very different um, different set of lists um also about like children and right. you know yeah. stuff like that and then and he was like um yeah but what about the black oh, side dear. of things and i was like oh. what and he was like um don't you want to do something about black hair or you know let's let's talk about you know there being no black products in thing and but this is this is mm. one of the things that we do when we're mm. in these positions you've mm. been letting the door mm -hmm. and so i I was like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I did. Bearing in mind, what I wanted to do was talk about being a mother, talk mm. about being, you know, mm. a, you know, not necessarily a housewife, but mm. that was, th these are the things mm. that I'm passionate yeah. about mm. and you will never ever know because mm. I'm only allowed to be yeah. someone who's complaining about there not being wow. the hair products or yeah. there's no makeup. So I did, mm. I did a few, um, a few short uh, things for, yeah. 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 Mm. And I enjoyed doing them. And then yeah. I did one about the black dolls and then it was mm. kind of like, then Middle England obviously came back and were like, well, we gave you the gollywog. What more do you want? Wow. Yes. And, then, and then I was like, you know what? I can't. I just yeah. can't. Yeah. 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 For, and again, yeah. it was for myself, for my mental health, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's the fact that these are the decisions that have to be made. And so I just kind of feel like, as you said, it's about who are the gatekeepers and yeah. these gatekeepers stay in these positions for years and for years and time. years. Too and if it doesn't sometimes. look right <laughs> to them, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> But and, and again, it goes across media. Mm. Like you know, how how have you found it? Like I know I know that Sheila, mm. you do independent films. Yeah. Have you tried to you know be more mainstream or work with directors and producers and stuff like to that? To be honest, I haven't so no? much. Okay. Um, and to be very honest, I found independent film to be a very safe space. So oh. perhaps it was a comfort thing mm. okay. in terms of I knew that in that space I had a lot more creative control. Yeah. I could pretty much make whatever I wanted. Yeah. Depending on budget, which yeah. is the issue with indie stuff. Yeah. Um, and and it just was a very safe and organic process. And I never really kind of tried to get into mainstream plat yeah. but um in that space um i was able to yeah to talk about things that, that i found interesting so i was as um, i was mentioned before there was a film called sable fable that we did 2013 okay. mm. which was about interracial relationships okay. but it was it was um, like a psychological drama so it was mm. unpacking all the different layers um you know psychologically that people go through yeah. when when making this deci these mm. decisions um, to enter into interracial relationships mm. and stuff like that so like I thought we could just talk about anything yeah. and everything and yeah. I think perhaps I was a bit nervous to try and pitch too much to the mainstream because I wasn't mm. sure 
if my voice would really be appreciated, understood or mm. accepted. Mm. So mm. is independence how we reclaim our narrative? Do we, do we think, think so. that or, or should I'd, I'd, we be trying? Should we be trying to kick down yeah. doors in, you know, in in mm. these institutions? Because I, I mean, Zainab, how do, how would you mm. do it? Do you know what I mean? Because mm. from your perspective, yeah. I kind of feel like it's got to be hard because because yeah. I, f- I feel like all of us around this table we're mm-hmm. passionate about yeah. change mm-hmm. and we're passionate about you know making things different for the next. Right. But can we do that in these spaces? Oh. Jeez. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, no, 100%. And I've been asked this question before. And for me, I think it's about doing both. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we need people who are radical yeah. to be in these old school institutions, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Is that, would you say you're radical? I think I'm a yeah. bit radical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think I, I, can, I think I'm radical. Yeah. I mean, I speak my mind okay. a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that we need people like that in institutions mm. like Parliament yeah, or, you know, within the field of journalism because of actually course. these are the people that are going to drive forward change. Yeah. And change is, this is the other thing. I keep on saying change is slow so yeah. it might not it might not be that we see this in two years time five years time mm-hmm. but the impact I'm having in there mm-hmm. on a, even on a small small scale yeah. like I'm part of a Pali reach which is our workplace equality network okay. bringing young people in that okay. look like me yeah. you know into an institution like Parliament mm-hmm. you know something that they might have thought was completely locked off to them so you do exactly. little things to like change the dial a little bit yeah. but then also you need people doing independent things you need people do outside of the box mm-hmm. completely trailblazing yeah. um, because at one point, those two things will collide. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, even, there's yeah. a network. Yeah. Even added yeah. to that, even within mm. indie film, we have to understand mm. that filmmaking, it was known as the rich man's hobby, especially right. before, mm. because right, right. it was very elitist. You had to go to specific um, film schools, right. and mm. the kit, uh, you know, in terms of equipment and stuff, yeah. was so much more expensive. Right, right, right. Yeah. So even in there, there's yeah. like a generational gap right, right, yeah. right. where the older generation look down on the new generation not up and coming. They mm. haven't been to the right film schools. They haven't right. studied mm. with particular people. Yeah. So there is, there is that. It's the same. And I've had to um, kind of navigate through that myself right. and and um, yeah you know having people speak to me you know mm. <laughs> in a way which is really condescending yeah. and this is still a it's problem still yeah. but there's issue there's um the British blacklist um there's yeah. um, the, the um the academy I've got an incentive right, right, now right, for right. a black filmmakers forum right, which right, I'm right, part right. of so yeah. there are things happening now yeah. where I do feel people are trying to right. um address the diversity yeah. issues in the community yeah. so it's and not all good, negative good yeah. good yeah. And and just talk about those forums and those movements there are movements in journalism um so the black journalist collective that I kind of founded as a, a support group yeah, as we yes. are black journos yeah, yes. um you know we're all speaking out right. about you know our experiences mm-hmm. in journalism helping yeah. others get into journalism mm-hmm. yeah. and also trying to address yeah. um the issue around the disillusioned journalists because there is a whole swathe yeah. of yeah. black journalists yeah. who've come yeah. into the industry yeah. had a few years experience yeah. and then left because of microaggressions yeah. blocked mm. blocked um, mm. promotion yeah. or you know you're just kept in this this particular box yeah. and you only do these sorts of yeah. stories or all of a sudden there are mm. there are rumors about you not being quite up to the job etc oh, etc yeah. et yeah. yes. mm. um, and people <laughs> take in those claims yeah. to yeah. the the point that you yeah. can with legislation yeah. right you know yeah. taking yeah. them to this is discrimination yeah. so um you know all of that needs to be addressed because yeah. you know in a similar way you know exactly what you said working inside organizations mm. we can make change we have to be there yeah. to kind of shape those new newer narratives um as well as you know us doing our own thing the 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 profession in the same way you know parliament Mm. journalism and film they cannot stay elite they can't and they won't actually because the walls will be broken down eventually yeah Yeah. 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 i am a parliamentary researcher in like working for a member of parliament yeah you know i'm like i see that every day like you know i'm walking through the palace and I'm like, wow, I'm really here. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a black woman in parliament and I have giants, you know, Dawn Butler, we have Diane Abbott, you know, they're amazing black MPs and his shoes were kind of walking in, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I was also gonna add. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Zayla. No, 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 it's fine, Um, it's perfectly fine. Um, But in terms of the independent kind of Mm. people who are working, Mm. we've we've got Galdem. We have the voice. Yeah. Yeah. And these are in the people who have trailblazed and decided, yeah. you know what, the institutions aren't for me. Let me mm. make my own. Yeah. Yeah. And they are doing well. They are yeah. creating Absolutely. a space for our voices to be heard, and mm. that's the most. And even adding to that as well, within these spaces, I, I do feel that whilst we are kind of building as as yeah. black women and as black men and so on, um, there 
there are people like, like even with my crews and stuff like that mm. there are people who do respect me and do mm. see past color and gender and all these mm. other yeah. things mm. and are helping to also be a part of that movement yes. as well yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean yeah so I think sometimes because what I, what yeah. we don't want to do what I don't want to do personally mm. you don't want to become bitter and resentful no. yeah. do you know what I mean so it's like okay this has happened but then I look at I, I looked at that particular guy for example and then I looked at the rest of the crew around me yeah. who understood and respected mm. my role and and I respected them equally yeah. and that was also really really mm. beautiful so I, that's what I feel I feel like if we keep building the yeah. right people, Absolutely. you know, yeah. we'll, we'll really develop something yeah. really special together. There will be that. There will be a tipping point, mm, actually. Will, yeah. And something you said, Jamila, really made me even question my own motives around um, mm. the kind of ideas I think about yeah. to pitch. Because you were talking about yeah. this mm. morning, come in, you know, yeah. black hair yeah. um, mm. yeah. and black dolls. Mm. And I think that's because this is where they want to see us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you want to get an idea away, yeah. you've got you've got almost got to pander to yeah. that image that they yeah. have of you. Yeah. And hopefully there'll be a tipping point where you don't always have to go that way. That is not everything that a commissioner or you know an exec producer is going to want you to deliver mm. for yeah. them. Makes me think about what sort of ideas would, yeah, should I yeah. be taking forward yeah, to and, and I think, these organisations? Yeah. And I do think, you know, despite my experience, I would hate for that story to discourage anyone to go forward and pitch. Like I think, yeah. you know, again, even even me being in the room with the um, with the editor of the show is, you know, a huge privilege and something that. You know, I, was, I don't know if I was probably one of the very few black women that had probably sat in there and said, I want to do this and mm, I want to do that. Mm, mm. So even him seeing that as a positive experience, it wasn't right. an argument. It mm. wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything. I was disappointed, but mm -hmm. I still walked away um, with two segments or two or three segments on um, this morning. And so that is still a positive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's still mm -hmm. a step in the right direction. Um, I do feel that change is happening way oh. too slowly. Mm -hmm. um, I really mm -hmm. do. Because um, for me, you know, when I entered into the entertainment industry, um, at 15 I feel like not much mm. has changed mm. and my daughter is now 18 and if she mm. was to go into the entertainment industry mm. I think I would really discourage her well really? I think she's discouraged herself she yeah. went to um, a theater school and had you know microaggression after microaggression after microaggression <gasps> and I just kind of and it's really as you said just disillusioned yeah, and yeah. discouraged them and it is really that's a really heartbreaking thing mm. to see yeah. that someone has convinced your child whose passion is yeah. in the arts mm. You know, she doesn't want to go to university. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, she, you know, bearing in mind, I'm the type of, I'm the mother that can provide that university experience. She doesn't have to go and get a grant. She can, mm -hmm. you know, she can go, I can send my child to university, but yeah. because of her experience, she's like, I don't want to go. That's really sad. Oh, can I ask you a question yeah. then? What do you think about um, nepotism? Because <laughs> the sons mm -hmm. and daughters mm -hmm. of famous people like yourself yeah. who, don't have the same hue, yeah. seem to kind of glide you into are, positions yeah. in the entertainment industry. But but this is this is the thing, and I, I think nepotism is very important, particularly mm. within the black community. Um, what I will say is that being a black woman in the entertainment industry um, and having a daughter who was interested in it and being unable to provide her with that same experiences mm. that my white counterparts would have showed me that I'm not I'm not being effective. I'm yeah. not actually in a position. I'm just a token. And that was a very hard mm. pill to swallow. And that's why I've created the table, because mm. I was just like, mm. we have to, you know, we I have to make that decision to reclaim yeah. my own yeah. narrative. And, yeah. you know, as you see, my, my daughters are working. Yeah. Yeah. Sons, you know? uh, and for me, it's that, you know, yeah. they, um, that that's our type of nepotism yeah. and you know the the business acumen as yeah. i said my 18 year old has been totally discouraged from it but um i would i would hate for that to be i also yeah. know she's capable of doing many other things yeah. you know yeah. um but i don't want that to be the same story no. for yeah. my 13 no. year old you know yeah. I, I i want her to feel capable and that's why the representation and media mm. in particular is so important yeah. mm. um Sorry, I feel like I'm well, on. I love it. Can we yeah. just hold you? Because we're, yeah, we're, we're all really dying yeah. to know about. Would uh -huh. you reveal something of your oh your loose yeah. women yeah. experience? Your I, was, I was I was like, why <laughs> has this happened? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Do you know what? It was actually quite interesting what happened. So, um, first of all, my whole um, my whole we're not going to renew the contract. So mm. um, they were after one of the shows. They all went off to have a photo right. shoot, and I was like, oh. Where, um, where's the photo shoot? And they were like, oh no, um, you're not in the oh, photo shoot. I was, like, I was like, okay. 
and and I so I was like okay so I just went back up to my dressing room and you know packed up and I thought this is a bit strange but we move as they say yeah. mm-hmm. um, and um yeah and I started getting ready um and then um a lady knocked on my door uh, and she uh, came in and she just burst into tears I was like okay and she was like I'm so sorry but it doesn't look like we're going to renew your contract oh, they said she said yeah. I wasn't popular with the audience and blah blah which we all knew because the audience hate me and that's fine you know and I'm you know the audience didn't hate you. the audience did not hate you that's, that's, that's maybe what they lead you to believe well, and well, the nasty well media nerd, apparently right? the data showed oh. well, <laughs> that who is that I was on a data Wait. But this is this is another thing. Why am I forcing myself on an audience that are not my demographic or my, you know, they're not interested in what I've got to say every single time I was on the show. I would get negative feedback. I'd get, you know, why isn't she, you know, who does she think she is? She's got a chip mm. on her shoulder every single every time. Trope. Every Yeah, every all trope. of the, yeah. And time. then, um, yeah, so, you know, it was like, okay, we're not going to renew. I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's fine. But they said they wanted me to work out my contract, which was still a couple of months. So the end of that time came and um you know i was like okay bye guys you know it's been lovely working and stuff the next day in the papers it was put out that jamelia has been sacked for plus size comments um, which was a year before (laughs) and i was like so for me it was kind of like why would you do that to me knowing that it's going to be hard enough Mm. as a black woman Mm. for me to get a job anyway Mm. and then to to do that that wasn't the reason you um let me go and furthermore i wasn't i mean yeah you could say i was sacked because i didn't renew the contract but it was so as I said I found it very interesting but unfortunately mm. I am one of many black women who mm. just sees this as just another, just another pile of crap that happens do you know what I mean yeah, it was right. just kind of like okay mm. and for me as well at the time I was a single parent to two little girls I was like I have to have I to have to on. find a way yeah, out right. of this I have to yeah I have to crack on mm. and um I, you know, I genuinely would say, like, I'd, I'd still to this day, I don't have any hard feelings towards, mm-hmm. you know, loose women. I just kind of feel like that's just how they operate. I didn't walk into another job. You know, um, other women on the show were allowed to have their farewell show or were given flowers on the show. And, you know, with me, it's just I just disappeared. Or the women who article. left who were black. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was okay. the only black one on the show at the time. I'm so um, angry yeah. for you. I'm you, raging, no, raging. You, you shouldn't it's, be. It's symptomatic of the the kind mm, of mm. the media that does not allow or does not not allow space for us in the mainstream. Right. Yeah. So that the audiences are so used to being every commentator right. and every yeah. guest yeah. Da, 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 as white. Yeah. So the minute they see yeah. anyone different, yeah. any black woman, then yeah. they, they don't like it because yeah. they they are not you. They're not yeah. used and to seeing the, the many facets yeah. of us. This is what frustrates me. But even I mean, even sorry, no, sorry, fine, Sheila, no. but even. Um, even being on the show, mm. I did, you know, I, I, I kind of felt I was felt coming it. to the end of my tether anyway. Because right, I'm just right. like, why do I have to speak on every black issue? Yeah, why are there yeah. no other black women on the show? Um, right. I think they um, one day they made a mistake mm. and, and, and literally told us it was a mistake when me and June Sarpong were on on the same day. And me and June were laughing about it in the in the dressing rooms, and you know. But while we're out there, and and the the amount of comments that we got, like it was that was the worst day for I. us. I.e., because there were two what? black women, two black women on the right. show. But it wasn't too, not, too many. Not, the audience, yeah. the audience. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think you know. For me, it's mm. always about what can you learn from yeah, this, right, you know. Absolutely. And um, my experience on that show, as I, I feel like I learned a lot working right. in live television, working right. in that environment, be, being on a conversational show pretty similar (laughs) but also you know even just thinking about like my my mental health and you know it's Mm -hmm. kind of like what's it going to take for you to take stock of what's happening to you here how this is affecting you how negatively this is affecting you and um yeah and i think you know um, and it was around then that i wrote down the idea for the table Here and i was just are. like you know i really this is this is something that i'd love to do and it wasn't just again because i was one of very few on the show at the time as i said apart from that mistake mm. um, um i just felt like no this needs to change because right. i know so many incredible black women i follow so many incredible black women yeah. you know marvarine you and i have been like communicating on twitter for years, for years. and we literally met today like yeah. that's you know we, we we should all be do you know what i mean yeah, we should yeah, all be definitely. socializing and talking yeah, yeah, and sharing yeah, yeah. and definitely. you know it should be normal mm, we shouldn't right. be living mm. these solitary existences even this conversation Mm. it's so freeing to be able to speak to other people Mm. who completely understand understand where i'm coming from even you're talking about your experiences in filmmaking it's the same experience that people are having in offices Mm. the same experiences that people are having in their environments and you know 
it's something that we need to talk mm. about and not only talk yeah. about you need to solve yeah, yeah. yeah. you know yeah. and yeah, this in is. itself is moving yeah moving towards that solution that you mm. are part of the solution yeah. it's very oh, this is true yeah. Yeah. you know what i think sometimes we forget to say these things mm. you know because mm. even your shock i was like yeah of course like what's happening right now is is phenomenal the fact that you have been through what you've been through with loose women and in your experience on mm -hmm. TV, and right. then you have created this show, yeah. and you're yeah. giving other women a platform as well. I think yeah. it's just incredible, yeah. and that's what it's about. It's yeah. like Thank if you. we, yeah, creating our own table and, and creating the space for ourselves. Yeah. I think it's so yeah. important. And bringing yeah. us, bringing each other up. The narratives that exist at the moment, Real Housewives yeah. of Atlanta, oh, yeah. <laughs> what, love and hip hop, yeah. love, there's a yeah. lot of bitching and moaning yeah. and yeah. women, black women Negativity. fighting, yeah. black fighting yeah. each other, it's negative, no. it's I not good. I can't watch black women fighting anymore, no. and I'm not going to lie, I used when, it, when those shows yeah. first came out, I used to watch every yeah. single one yeah. of them, and then eventually I just realised, hold on. Every single episode, knowing that mm. I think it was after they did a reunion yeah. and yeah. someone dragged someone by the hair, and I'm like, Why am I watching? This yeah. is so sad. Mm. And you know, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it brings your mood down to a, a <laughs> different does. type of level yeah. when you get angry. Like, and, why? Are and you when you're watching like that, this? and then you see on, on social <laughs> media yeah. Yeah. all of the black on black violence, all the police brutality, oh and then you're seeing shows like that where black women are just fighting, and, yeah. and it's yeah. like, it's a lot you know you're talking yeah. about mental health and things yeah. like that yeah. like emotionally after yeah. a day of that you're just yeah. thinking oh my god yeah. is this yeah. is this where we are yeah. you know and, 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 hurts and that, that brings me to you know a very important an important point and i'd like, yeah. like to know if you guys do it as well i've just recently started to really consciously curate what i'm paying attention to what yeah. i'm listening to who i'm following you know um do any yeah. of you do that have you done that and i think it's very i think it's such an important thing for us to do yeah i can't see another black man getting shot i can't no. i don't want to yeah. watch another yeah. fight yeah. i don't yeah. want to see who you know cardi b's fighting this week yeah. i love yeah. cardi b but <laughs> yeah. I, i just don't yeah, need yeah. to know mm -hmm. yeah. yes and no mm -hmm. yes because there are certain people i just don't follow because i don't want the negativity yeah um so a lot of the some of the males are very misogynistic yeah. sexist and mm. lots of misogynoir so there's lots of colorist <laughs> people out there yeah. so mm, you know i yeah. tend not to follow mm. those people but because of the nature of my job mm. like before in human rights and now in politics there are certain people that i just have to follow yeah like donald trump you know and boris johnson and you know you see the tweets and just like oh god why yeah. me why mm. but it's the, it's the path i've chosen yeah. <laughs> so I to walk down it and just like i just find other avenues so i'm yeah. a huge like i said i like reading so i read lots yeah. of chiclet yes. yes i need to think Me about too. romance <laughs> oh. you know on a beach <laughs> in a cottage yeah. somewhere yeah. to kind of get away from yeah. that stuff but so uh, yes and no i yeah. can only do but i, I can't yeah yeah <laughs> wow do you guys wow. do you guys yeah you know, what about like Definitely. who you choose to follow mm. like I've, i've you know i i I love, um, I only recently became aware of Black Girls Rock. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Like, literally, yeah. I know, I know. People Amazing. are like, where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just like, Stunning. oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 And then, you, then you, you know, you notice loads of people. But one thing I will say, since mm. I'm starting the table Instagram, mm. that's when I've started uh, becoming more aware of British black British yeah, women and right, I'm just right, like right, right. like just even yeah. compiling the list of people to come on the show right. like you guys are just like oh my god this is uh, great like it's so it, but it's so good like even for yeah. my mental health yeah, I'm yeah. just like yeah, 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 you know yeah, yeah, sisters yeah, out here amazing. just yeah. we're all it out just here feels just like family, doesn't it and yeah. you don't have to like watch your P's and Q's and make right. sure you just yeah. can just feel yeah. free yeah. in a way that everyone else can have yeah. a conversation absolutely I don't think I've curated in terms of like my Insta and stuff like that but what I've noticed is happening in real life to be honest is just a very organic process of certain people disappearing yeah. and certain people yes. appearing. Yes. And it's been amazing. Yes. And I've had people, you know, like there's this thing of, if you're toxic, get out of my life. I don't yeah. believe that. Yeah. I know, some Cancel. people are just going through a hard time. <laughs> and I feel like say, now people are just like locking people yeah, up. Like the smallest the toxic thing. Ones, like. Yeah, and they're like, this person has been there for you for 10 years yeah. and they're just having a bad week. Yeah. And it's like, they're like, get out of my life. I don't, I don't, I don't believe Cancel. in that at all. Just cancelled. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I don't believe in that. The most yeah. amazing and beautiful people, this year in particular, have just come out of nowhere oh. and um, a friend of mine actually said yeah don't underestimate your day twos yeah. and what's happened is I've just had a wave of friends yeah. that I I'd never either been that close with and it's, it's just they've people just come, come out of nowhere away. and people that were my day ones have literally just disappeared yeah. and at first I was like what's happening but you can see the beauty of it in terms yeah. of you're kind of led to see the right things yeah, be around right. the right people absolutely the right time in your yeah. life and it's like embracing all of that mm. yeah that's growth isn't it yeah. so, you know we're, we're meant to evolve we're yeah. not meant to stay absolutely. the same person like yeah 
geez, if I was still the same person I was in my twenties. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, same here. Too much raving, too much yeah. drinking, too much yeah, partying. Exactly. That was me in my twenties. I can't yeah. believe it. I I definitely curate in the same ways. Yeah. You do I, even though similar things, Zainab, in our in my profession as a journalist, mm. I have to be on top of the news of every day because I'm teaching the journalism yeah, of stars course. of the future. And that's hard because there are terrible things happen every day. Yeah. Um, and all the political turmoil we're in is just too much for the brain. <laughs> yeah, but I have so to absorb that. that it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. And then having to explain Brexit and the political situation to 18-year-olds is kind of hard. Um, <laughs> it's a challenge. So what I do then is Chicklet, I'm all in on the chicklet. Yeah. Um, I've got a beautiful, brilliant friend who's you just know what um, chicklet, is? chicklet like um, light, yeah, light, fluffy, light, romantic. Fluffy. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah really? they're just fun and kind of beach reads. You take them on a beach and you all read it. Yeah, all yeah, sorts of different of like, stuff. You know, when they say like a guilty pleasure, oh, but yeah. it's like in book form. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, Dorothy Coombson. Yeah, who is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll also be on the show soon. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know me too. She's, she's like, yeah, go push, go push. And um, yeah. I've got a friend, um, I'll do a plug, Birmingham mm. author, journalist, Yvonne mm. Brissett, good okay. friend of mine, I've known her for 20 years. Yeah. She's oh. just released mm. her first chiclet. Uh, black mm. British woman at the heart of it. It's called really? the sweetest sound. Yes, oh, it's yes. amazing. Yeah. It's available now. The sweetest yeah. sound. Yeah. Please get it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not gonna lie. All the yeah. chicken that I read has, is white. Is centered on white exactly. people. Yeah. I mean, I still enjoy it, yeah. but yeah. I would love to read something. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, it was Queenie such was a good Queenie. Queenie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, fantastic. Someone who's kind of like my age ish, gone through the same things. Immigrant background. Oh, wow. Wow, okay, and we're so different, you know? It's so yeah, true. It's so yeah. you kind of have to protect your protect your brain and kind yeah. of do that. Or yeah. Yeah. Um, And I love what Ava DuVernay does, but oh, yeah. I can't mm -hmm. I it, can't watch 13 and when they see us because of the... At what it may do. No, 13th, I, I, 13th was amazing. Yeah. But when they see us, I well, watch one mm. episode Well, with mm. my daughters as well. We were crying our eyes out. We, haven't, right. we haven't got to... Yeah. I watched episode. all four. I, I binge-watched all yeah. four in one night and it was a lot. But again, I had to watch it at the right time. So I didn't watch it when there was that initial, yeah. I knew that I just had to watch it at, at the right yeah. time. Yeah. Psychologically for me, I, I, it's just too, too yeah. much. Yeah. But her excellence, no question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She's yeah. Amazing. amazing. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> you know, I watched a documentary on her and what I loved was um, her insistence on um, employing people mm. um, like her, yes. you know, employing mm. black women because you know, in yeah. the in the film industry, I mean, surely Sheila, you can talk about this more eloquently than I can, but Representation is like what? Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> it's, it's nonsense. Mad. It's, it's actually nonsense. And you know, and I think you know. So you mentioned yeah. nepotism earlier, Marvin. Do you think like we all have to kind of have that kind of? Is nepotistic? Is that a word? Yeah, it's not a word. I, I, it is. <laughs> that, that attitude, mindset, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. In in a way, like even if it's you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, mm. someone related to you. But when you see a young black girl, I, I did mm, you all get sorry. that feeling yeah. like yeah. Oh, that's, fully? Yeah, well, for me, it's like that's my daughter. Yeah. Come, come yeah. with me. The question <laughs> is for me: If uh, we don't do it. Who is going okay. to open the door for them? Mm -hmm. So I'm yeah. sorry mm -hmm. if you don't like it. No, she's talking <laughs> to you. Yeah. Um, I don't, you don't like it. But for me, it is so important to get young black kids specifically, mm -hmm. but from working class backgrounds as well, yes. disadvantaged yes. kids Absolutely. in any yes. It's important Absolutely. for them to come into these spaces, come into mm -hmm. parliament, come into the yeah. charity sector yeah. and see yeah. what you can yeah. actually yeah. do. Absolutely. Because if, you, if they don't see themselves represented on boards, if they don't mm -hmm. see themselves represented in senior leadership positions, yeah. they're going to think it's not for them. And mm -hmm. it's absolutely for you these are things of that course. you know these organizations and institutions they form our lives absolutely. you know they are the things that you know yeah. I think there's a, the there's a lie out there which I well. really fear that we sometimes start to believe which is that we don't help each other out every other oh, community yeah. helps each other out and we don't support each other yeah. and I, when I hear that I kind of cringe because it's just yeah. not true not I've true. had so many because of the people like you mentioned Diane actually, Abbott who yeah. we love and so mm -hmm. on yeah. like yeah. um and there's yeah, there's so many people and like Ava DuVernay, so many mm. people like you know who have done that for Jamelia. us. Jamelia, and we have yeah, to like look to, to those to people and we have to support. There's a young yes, lady now yeah. who I'm working with called um, her name's Claudia, mm. and literally she is just she, 
it sounds like I'm an old woman, maybe yeah. I am. But she's like, she reminds me of myself 10 years yeah, ago right. and she's just ready to, 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 to develop herself as a right. producer. And so I'm working with her and she's doing right. so well. Yeah. So I just feel like we have to, and even across fields, mm -hmm. um, I have to do a shout out as well. Um, mm -hmm. Amazing artist, Black Cactus. She's okay. a singer and so yeah. on. But where she's into music and I'm into mm -hmm. film and she's yeah. just just a beautiful wow. person. Um, so it's just like whatever I can do to yeah. support her and help her and, and vice versa. That. So it's I feel like we always come together, yeah. um, but we just need to, yeah, just uplift the next generation yeah. as well. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm mentor. Um, uh, I'm mentor. I was, I, was, say, yeah. I was going to ask you about, you know, your students. Like, oh, how do you, how do you, I mean, do, do you find that, you know, the intake of students, do you have more of a cultural mix? And, and even like class mix as well. Mm. Do you see that reflected in the, in the journalism industry? Do you? It's not quite reflected in the journalism industry yet. Yeah. Um, you know, that still has an issue with race and mm. class uh, yeah. and underrepresentation of women. Yeah. Um, very small proportions of Muslim, Muslim and black women in the industry. Yeah. Um, and so uh, at the university I teach at Birmingham City University, yeah. it's um, 40 to 50 percent of students intake is of black, uh, Asian and minority ethnic backgrounds. Is it bad that that um, surprises me? Because uh, it's, wow. it's that kind of area. Yeah. It's, it's Birmingham okay. and the West Midlands are very diverse, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. And a lot of students come mm -hmm. in from um, the West Midlands area, yes. like you know Warwickshire, Shropshire, mm. all that kind of the surrounding yeah. shires, mm -hmm. um, and they are a whole class mix. Mm. I'd say um, predominantly working class, yeah. oh, um, and and they still want to be journalists. They want to yeah. be in this industry, um, which is great. And mm. it's my duty mm. to inform them of the realities of the industry. I was just going to say, how do you prepare them for what's inevitably to come? You yeah. know, because because be you do have to have a kind of you know a, I don't know like a drive that's going to push past because all of us have had to push past oh, yeah. things to get yeah. anywhere yeah. Mm. how they do you definitely... how do you prepare a, a student for that it's it's a tough one i think skill skills and attributes like skills and professional behaviors come first because uh -huh. if i think about the same situation i was in as a young you know, rookie journal yeah. wanting to get in and thinking yeah. are these things is my colleague going to be against me yeah. and it, it, it can be a barrier, it has been for me, mm. but it, you don't have to make it the barrier. If you've got the skills, yeah. if you know good journalism, mm. you yeah. know, accuracy, impartiality, mm -hmm. you know, truth, the facts, um, yeah. and integrity, and you can get, you know, you can find original stories mm. well and deliver mm. them well, yeah. um, you can punch through. So I tell them, you know, that all comes together, your skills, your professional behavior, mm. and your background is important. Right. You yeah. know, your class and your race and your, your faith you can bring those kind of insights yeah, into your stories. Right. So um, and then, you know, I've had like, when I started teaching at the University of Northampton a few years ago, mm. the black female students were like, wow, we've never <laughs> had a black female lecturer, let alone one who's been a journalist. And I was like, I'm here for you yeah, girls. I so you know, yeah. Yeah. Really and I've always yeah. mentored. And uh, 10 years I've mentored young black yeah. journalists as well, uh -huh. because to help them navigate yeah. what is kind of a crazy of it's a course. crazy it's a crazy <laughs> industry there's no bows about it yeah. it really is it really is ladies i'm really sorry to have to oh, bring this conversation no. to we an could end talk all day. Yeah, 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 exactly we need to hang <laughs> no, honestly, this has just been so lovely, and thank you all so much for being here today. Like, I've, oh, it's Thanks been for lovely. Having it's like, like for a having nice, us. nice bowl of jollof. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. If you'd like to connect with any of my guests, please check out their social media handles and organisations listed in the description box. And if you'd like to put faces to the voices or just see what we were wearing, a link to this episode is also listed. It's now time for my final thoughts. Media is powerful. Media helps you to shape your identity, choose your potential and decide on your place in the world. Now that we know its power, it's time for us to use ours. We're now capable of creating media. What are you using yours to say about yourself? What are you saying about us? We also need to be conscious of what we're consuming. Like bad food, bad media can be just as damaging and its effects long lasting. Let's be conscious, careful and intentional. Let's be the change we want to see. I'd like to thank Zainab, Marvareen, Sheila and you for taking a seat at the table. Ain't nothing about my silence, golden, golden. I'm gonna let